This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is. Hello. Welcome to it. Thursday night on the show. Thursday Arvo. It doesn't get dark now, the late, does it? I thought I'd start off. Hey, listen, Scott Sattler, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Boogie and the listener. We've been doing a bit of fighting this Arvo, so we'll try and keep that uh, off the show tonight. But why is it – I'm still having problems with this cold, right? Very, you know, blocked up and stuff. COVID? Have you done a test? COVID? Yeah, no, I'm sweet. Okay. Mate. My... Apparently, apparently you're so <clears throat> tough. COVID gets Jason Matthews. There you go. Yeah. I think because I like a whiskey every now and then, I think that keeps COVID at bay. Not that I'm recommending that mm-hmm. uh, as medical advice, yep. but I think it keeps my immune system strong. But no, it's, I think why? it's a little bit. I think the listeners don't see you have a hip flask here every night <laughs> during, the, during the show, and I think that's damaging to the brand. Well, got, yeah. Hey, listen. Um, hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, SCN 1170, SCNQ and Brizzy, 1620 on the Gold Coast, uh, SCN Track Stations. What's up? I'm just, I'm just laughing at some of my notes about one of our talk topics tonight. Right. SCN Fanatic uh, and those listening through the SCN app, don't forget you can download the SCN app uh, at Google Play or from the App Store. Um, big show tonight. Big show. Hang on. I'm going to cough. One second. Oh, it is a big show tonight. <laughs> Excuse me. We've got one of the greatest halfbacks of the modern era. In Australia or New Zealand. Well, the modern era sort of in, encapsulates that. Play on. So uh, he's um, definitely in the conversation for the top three greatest Kiwi players of all time. Arguably the greatest Kiwi player of all time, Stacey Jones, assistant coach of the New Zealand. Definitely top three. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he was an absolute magician. Little master he was. The New Zealand version of the Little Master is an outstanding player, but also just a great human being as well. So he's one of Michael Maguire's assistants as they take on Samoa this weekend. Woogie, good yeah. clash at Eden Park, which I, very good. I've got to say, I've never been to Eden Park, but it is definitely a bucket list to go to the, a big game there, whether it's an All Blacks game or a, well, maybe a Wales ag- game one day. Our record against the Rugby League team is better than the All Blacks, right? 
a bit. Like the Kangaroos. Yeah. Record there would be better than the Wallabies. I don't know. Oh, the Wall- oh yeah, yeah. Well, Mate, the Wallabies haven't won in 80 years Yeah, there. I don't think the uh, the Kangaroos would have played there too many times over the years, to be quite honest. But um, So we've got Stacey Jones on, which um, he's always good chat, Stacey. The funny thing about Stacey is he's the most humble human being. I mean, he's a superstar in New Zealand and led to believe that he, he's, uh, he walks around the streets of, of New Zealand like you should. Everyone uh, identifies him. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone wants to approach him, and he is totally oblivious to uh, to how big he is in in, um, in New Zealand. So yeah, we're going to catch up with him. It's going to be interesting, actually. Talk to him, talk to him about Michael Maguire and short term coaching. This is his fifth year as a New Zealand New Zealand coach now, Michael Maguire, and of course going into New South Wales Origin coaching. Many have said to me, "Oh, do you think he'll work at Origin?" You know, I'm not quite what it's, not sure what he's going to be like at short term coaching. Uh, when you've got a, you know, you've been so used to coaching a side through an entire season, but yeah, he's been coaching New Zealand now for for five years, so uh, he's he's used That's to that flown. coaching. It has, it has actually. He's had good success as well. He's got New Zealand to number one. Stephen Kearney got New Zealand to number one uh, around two, well, two thousand and two thousand and eight. It was a two thousand eight World Cup, and and then when he's taken over Michael Guy, he's, he's got got them back to number one. So. Yep. Sorry about that. That's right. I just had a coughing and uh, sneeze. What? Well, why do we do? Do you do this? I do it, and it disgusts me. I don't know why mm-hmm. I do it. So, do you look at your tissue after you've blown your nose? Everyone does that. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's quite disgusting when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially hanky. See, I think one. I think hanky is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Ever seen. What? I mean, you're basically carrying around filth and germs in your pocket. My pop. Till the day that he passed away, God blessed his soul. He's ninety nine years of age. Yep. Carried a hanky with him everywhere. I think everyone did in that through that. I still got hankies. It is filthy carrying around, just phlegm and snot and in your pocket, and that's the first thing you see people do. They blow in the hanky and they look at it straight yeah. away. It's yeah. quite, I just thought I'd bring up the it's big. Quite topic, sadistic, right? actually. It, no, it's not. It's sadistic. No, it's not. It's disgusting. <laughs> hey, um. What do you make of Dave Warner's comments? Have you, have you heard his comments he about? Just he just shouldn't talk. Full stop. Have a what he, he got. He got given out the other night. He wasn't happy with it. Yeah. It was LBW. The ball was clipping yep. the stump. And in a media conference, he said this. Obviously, players get dropped for poor performances. There has to be some accountability. At the end of the day, if you get a decision wrong, just accept it and apologise. Players aren't going to bite your head off. The umpires aren't going to bite your head off if you ask them the question. They're generally pretty honest. You see it in the NRL with the bunkers. Sometimes they get absolute stinkers. You know, some umpires don't umpire the next game. What I'd like to see, players' stats go up on the board as you walk out to bat. When they announce the umpires and they come up on screen, I'd love to see their stats come up on the up board as well. NRL shows those stats. I think the NFL shows those stats. I think it's a, it's a great um, thing for the spectators what? to see that as well. When was the last time you saw <laughs> Casey Badger put the flag up five times last game? Dave, what are you on? Oh, wow. Seriously. I know. I know. Mate, cop the ref's decision and move on. He says, I, like, I think officials, if they make a bad mistake, they need to be judged as well. Yeah, they are by their bosses. Yeah, they get – do you know – Dave, <laughs> I know you've been travelling a lot, but do you realise how many refs ended up in the bunker at the end of the year? There was 13 of them. He said, it happens in the NRL. I think it happens in the NFL. I've never seen it in the NFL. <laughs> I've never seen it in the NRL. 
I think the only stat we see in the NRL is something like Adam G, and I'm only using Adam G as an example because he was he's, he's a really, very good referee, outstanding referee, that the, the amount of times that he's refereed – uh, the Cronulla Sharks that they've won 18 out of 19 games, yeah, right. maybe, yeah, which yeah. means absolutely nothing. Yeah. He's refereed seven state of origins. Yeah. Mm. Come on, Dave. Have a good look at yourself. So Ken and Mermaid on the text line, 0457 736 736. If you want to stop someone sneezing, pretend to sneeze just before them. It's called stealing a sneeze. <laughs> Is that? Are we doing what tonight? That, that's a what. What? That's a what from Ken. I like that. Are we doing wives' tales tonight? I always knew you were a handkerchiefed kind of guy, Woogster. Yeah. Who's that from? Mystery man. I, I agree with you. There are certain people who are hanky men. I like to swing both ways. Yeah, well. I'll go tissue and hanky. <laughs> Cop that mystery man. So on the back of David Warner's ridiculous comment. Yeah. 0457 or 1300 1170 What are some of the dumbest sporting quotes? And I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with our former colleague, our good friend Gary Belcher, Badge, who you spoke to last week before yeah, yeah, Alligator Blood won by four hundred lengths. Yeah. Um so his great mate Sammy Bacco. And Sammy listens to the show as well. He was he was in hospital a while ago, Sammy. I hope he's feeling okay. So he tells a great story about Sammy Bacco being interviewed by uh, a journo and they said, how's your injury this week, Sam? He's, he, he, what chance are you playing? He goes, oh, oh about 70-50. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So dumbest sporting quotes. Yeah. Dave Warner's up there. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. Yep. I can't think of any. Off the top of my head. I'll be able to think of a few. Right out. You do that. You're in charge of that tonight. Um, actually, watching the cricket. Yeah. And I, I think we'll probably go into more detail on this next week, but we've got uh, Queensland and Victoria playing in the Marsh One Day Cup. Mm. I tell you what, there's some big scores being hit in 50 over cricket at the state level at the moment. Victoria scored 349 and Queensland, I think, are six far in, in chasing it. Are we really talking about this? What's wrong? What, why are, we ta- are we talking about? So what about- are we talking about? There's no rugby league around at the moment, mate. There is. We're about to talk to one of the greatest halfbacks of the modern era. But the kangaroos aren't playing. Mate, did anyone watch the test last week? I did. I watched both. Cook Islands and was, was the, and Papua New Guinea. See? Titsy Holbrook's coaching Papua New Guinea. I know he is. Yeah. yeah Justin. And um, Carmichael Hunt. Say that four times. But- and he's coaching Cook Island. But I'm like you, mm-hmm. in, you know, in rugby league season, you don't want to talk about cricket. Yep. Once the rugby league season finished, yep. I just, I don't know, I'm not getting around this Pacific Island Yeah, because you're only a part-time fan. No, I'm right. not. I'm not, You're mate. a part-time fan, so I get it. So what do you do when November 4 comes around? That's when the final is, just in case you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to do after that? Watch repeats of what happened through the season. I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting on the couch today, my jack's up. And as you know, he loves his rugby league. You were talking to him today, actually. On, I know I was talking phone. to him yeah. today. And um, so he loves anything rugby league. So I come down this morning. He's, he's watching rugby league. I go and do something. <clears> I come back. He's watching rugby league. And, um, so I sat there and watched a few old games, a few old Australia versus New Zealand games, Sounds like historical fun. games. Yep. So that's what I'll do after November 5th. And I'll get into the cricket because I love my cricket as well. Right, okay. Mm. Uh, hey, was... Let's talk about the um, Marsh <laughs> yeah, Cup yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. 
Matt Renshaw got 102. Well, no, don't talk about it. Yeah. You don't want to talk about it. Mm. Uh, the good oil, Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. And this is where you and I have been fighting this afternoon. What about? And about Eddie Jones. We haven't been fighting. We have. Well, we you, just... look, you look at it as a fight. If you want to fight, we'll have a fight. You can't threaten, mate. It's... Remember that time you threatened me? <laughs> we thought You thought we were off air. We actually our we show, were, hadn't even started. Our show hadn't even started. For some reason, our microphones were open. Our microphones? Microphones were open. And we said, listen, if you want to go outside, let's go outside now. Mucking around. And the text line just lit up, didn't it? People saying, I'm on sats. <laughs> so if you want to fight, we'll fight. Now, what listen, we were having, we were having a, an honest debate. About Eddie Jones and, yep. and the whole relationship with Phil War and, and how – how much trust Phil has in Eddie Jones. And he probably has no reason not to, okay? So I will preface it by saying that. But he, he had this to say on 2GB. Uh, I think it was with Ben Fordham this morning. Correct me if I'm right. But he had this to say about Eddie Jones. And, and like, has he reached out to, you know, Japanese rugby to see if there's any uh, truth in the talks? Yeah, Eddie said to me, uh, that he hasn't had that, and he said that to me a number of times. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take him for, for his word. I mean, it's not my uh, responsibility to uh, speculate or, or go and talk to the Japanese uh, Rugby Football Union and ask them whether they've met with Eddie. But, uh, you know, as I've said, that, uh, you know, Eddie said no. Well, I disagree. Hmm. It yeah. is your job as the CEO of Rugby Australia to do due diligence around this and not just take your former coach's word mm. on this. You disagree with me because if, if you don't have a strong relationship and a trustworthy relationship between CEO... Don't put CEO, words in my mouth. Was, was what you said to me off air? Yeah, well, no, what, what I'm saying is if the coach looks at him in the eye and shakes his hand and says, no, that's not what's happening, Phil. Well, he has to have faith in his coach. Uh, if Eddie Jones had... had um, if Eddie Jones had not committed to the question and refused to give a clear answer and spoke around in circles. But what, he's not giving clear answers, Sats. But, he, but He's he, leaving it what, open. What we're saying, what we're hearing from Phil War is that he has, he has looked him in the eye and he's said to him, that's not the case. So what Phil War's got to do is put faith in his coach. If he doesn't have faith in him and he wants to go and do a thorough investigation. No, I'm not talking about that. Peel all the layers back. No, don't exaggerate no, it. No, well, if you're saying he needs to do an investigation... And that's his role to do an investigation. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> if he's got to do an investigation, that means he doesn't have faith in Eddie and he should just sack him. He should just, he should, they should just part ways now. He's got, to ha he's got to have faith in his coach. He's, now, if all these media reports are correct, that there is evidence that he has had an official meeting with Japan and apparently, allegedly, there is another meeting that is going to happen next month, well, he doesn't have to investigate. That information will just fall in his lap. But why? And there's no international rugby so just for sit back for a while. Okay, so just sit back and wait if and if it happens. It won't happen in two, three, four months. It'll happen over the next couple of weeks. So if, just sit if back and wait. something's happening, something will fall in his lap. And if he has to act, in, act on it, he'll act on it. Now, we don't know whether something is going to happen. But according to reports from journalists, mm -hmm. not just in Australia, but in the UK and also in Japan, that he's going for a second interview in Japan um, if you're hearing that sort of stuff, and I'm not saying a full investigation, don't hire, you know, Scott Sattler and his merry men to come and do an investigation into the whole thing. But why can't 
Phil War, as CEO of Rugby Australia, send an email or pick up the phone and call the CEO Just in Japan? Just a text message or maybe a, maybe a DMing on Instagram. But why wouldn't you do that? We have a wonderful relationship with, with Japanese. Yeah, we do. Okay, yeah. People in the know say that, so I have to trust them because everyone's trusting everyone else, so yeah. I might as well go along with it. Mm. Mate, I think it's a dangerous situation. But you, you're, putting, you're putting the game of rugby union at risk here because you've got sponsors, fans, the players' interest as well. You, you, you owe the game and the people that work at Rugby Australia just to do a little bit of investigation, investigating behind the scenes. Are you thinking Phil War may possibly be doing that anyway? But on face value, well, he's saying no, well, he's Australian, just, Australian public. Well, no, he's not because he said We've that. We've got it sorted. No, no. He said, I'm not. Why would I? Yeah, I, but, I don't have to. But because I think the, that's information, the information that he may need may just, may just end up falling in his lap anyway. And, and we haven't got so any... So we'll just wait till you get egg on your face. No, we haven't got... We haven't got any games for months. It doesn't matter, Sat. So, firstly, they'll do the review, which Eddie Jones said at his press conference. They'll do the review, and from that review, you start making decisions and building strategies around moving forward. So, so we'll just wait and see how this... It'll all form part of a review, Woogs. When they get back from Paris. It's all part of the review, and that's what will happen because it was a disastrous campaign... And you don't have to be Einstein to see that and know that. So. Why would Japan rugby, Japanese rugby want Eddie? Because he's obviously got still got good relationships there. They had one of the great upsets in the 2015 World Cup. Eight years ago. Yeah. but Okay, based you know, on eight years ago. Okay. But they're a, they're a club, they're a country, I should say, that hasn't tasted any success. And Don't say it. We haven't. To them, to them, that win against South Africa in 2015, they'll hang on to that as long as they can until they get their next big scalp. Well, when was the last time we won? I think we're becoming the new Japan. <laughs> so, obviously, he has these held in very high regard there. What do you think? 0457 736 736. I think Phil Warren, I know he's a friend of rats, but I think he's letting Australian rugby and fans and the players down by not doing a little bit of investigating. Um, Tom Decent was on Pat and Hills this morning. I think there'll be people doing it for him. Like I said, there'll be people doing it for him. He doesn't have to do it himself. Oh, he's got a team of there, emailers. There will be people. What, why do we – why are you hell So bent, how are they doing why it? Why are you hell-bent on this email? Well, how are they doing okay, it? what does he write in the description of the email? What's, that's very important. Eddie Jones. He just writes Urgent. Eddie Jones. That's it. Urgent. Urgent. In capitals. Is it Eddie with two Ds? Private and confidential. Okay. Mushy, mushy. Yeah. So you've, you're hell-bent on this email being sent. So if if, if Phil Wall can't send an email, who yep. is sending the emails? Has he got a, like a team of assistants who will phone or Skype or Zoom? Like, there will be people that will be, if they've got any evidence, mm. any evidence to, to support your suspicions and other people's suspicions. Most people's suspicions. Well, that will they will be forthcoming with that because that's, that's how the media work. It'll be people that will be lining up mm. to give the evidence to Phil War. He doesn't have to do anything because it'll it'll okay. well, clearly to, he's it'll not going to do anything. Clearly anyway. he's not going to do anything. He's just going to wait for it to pan out. So, your so the problem is, you want you like the journalists that turn up to the no, press conference want... the other day with Eddie Jones, thinking, "Here we go, we're going to hear a resignation." Oh, we don't get a resignation. Okay, let's just try. And... So you're putting words in my mouth now. Are you? I, I wasn't hoping for an Eddie Jones. I just want the truth to come out. And there's still another side saying that, that, that there was a Zoom, alleged Zoom interview. 
lucky you threw that alleged in. But that, hey. that's what's being can reported. The, can you play the ET conspiracy theory? <laughs> this is what Tom Deason had to say this morning on Patton Hills. And good he, guy. he, mate, don't be a smart ass. He is a very good journalist for the Sydney Morning Herald. He broke this story. And he's still backing it in. The one thing I would say, there's more to this story. I mean, clearly, Eddie has denied that he is taking part in a second interview next month. And our information that is, um, he will do that. And you've got to remember, too, this is not just the Sydney Morning Herald. This is the ABC, the Daily Telegraph, the Telegraph in the UK, and multiple Japanese outlets, which I think is even more important that Japan papers are running this story as well. Mm-hmm. And he's very much in the mix to that Japan job. I was convinced he said ABC, to be honest. But we look. <laughs> Take that aside. <laughs> but, yeah, there you go. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Should Phil Wall be doing more? Should he be living with Eddie just to make sure he's not up to anything? That's he what should, I'd be doing. He should have an anklet bracelet on him. That's right. Yep. Just GPS. Mate. Everything. The, the, this anklet bracelet's too tight. Mate. So, you know mate, what? Mate, I'm not going to Japan, Mate. We've got to put faith in Phil War, who's new to the job, okay. yep. and his right. experience in private enterprise, the private sector, yep. and he would have crossed this yep. bridge many times before. Righty, that's the uh, the good oil, Cobram Estate. Wonderful people. Great to have you part of the show. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, we've got to go to a break, but quickly, Jerome Luai is about to start a feeding frenzy, like on Shark Tank, <laughs> after the announcement with his new management, Black Money Enterprises, which means Luai is set to test his worth on the open market on November 1. Yep. I don't know how that's news today. There's always going to be the case. Well, the news was that he was... He he's got have, a new management company. He didn't have company. a manager, so he's just got a new management company. Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested at First Coal Press in Northern Victoria. Stacey Jones, New Zealand Rugby League royalty, joins us next on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Midfield bomb from Henry Paul and getting away from Matt Rogers who puts it down. Quick from Stacey Jones. Brilliant touch. What a combination. What a start. Just the first mistake of the game and New Zealand make them pay dearly. Jones and Robbie Paul after the kick from brother Henry. How good's that when our, our colleague Matt Rogers makes an error in a 1999 test match and then from the ensuing scrum, one of the great halfbacks to ever play the game, particularly for New Zealand, scores a try. He's on the phone now. Stacey Jones, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Hey, no worries, boys. How you going? Good. good. Now, p- please tell me you gave it to Rats uh, for that drop bomb. <laughs> oh, look, it was, it was that long ago. I can't remember now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but any time you, you uh, score a try against Australia, it's a pretty good feeling. What a great, what a couple of great names there too, Stacey, down memory lane. The, the Paul brothers, Robbie and Henry. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, you know, great, great blokes to uh, play alongside and... Um, uh, yeah, you know, just just electric. Especially they, they played a lot of their career, all of their career over in the UK in the mm. league, and it's a shame we never got to see them play um, play in the NRL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very talented. Now, when I look at you, St- I talk to some very good friends of mine. You know, Kevin Campion and Co. And they always say Stacey is the most humble man you'll ever ever meet. You know, and and I always look at you, Stacey, from a distance. I always think 
He seems to me from the outside looking in that he's a little bit like the Kiwi version of Alfie Langer when it comes to going into camp for representative time. Now, are you one of those cheeky little halves that just loves being around the around the teammates uh, come rep time? Oh, look, I love to have a good time. That's it's uh, one of those things you just sort of, uh, when you come into camp, um, you've got to really enjoy yourself. And, um, yeah, I had some really good memories playing, uh, playing for, for the Kiwis. And when you come to camp, it's a real... You know, a real brotherhood feel like like sort of any other sort of um, environment you'd go into when it's a representative level. I was looking at some. There's been some great clashes, past clashes between Australia and New Zealand um, on Fox Sports at the moment, uh, leading into this uh, Pacific Championships. And there's been a lot of your games over the years. You've had some great wins over Australia in the past, and I know you're not playing them this week. But um, is there is there one test match that stands out, Stacey, one of the, the great wins for the Kiwis over the Aussies that uh, that still stands out for you? Uh, yeah, there have been a few. Look, <laughs> before, you, before I get ahead of myself, I've had some really tough losses too, yeah. some really bad ones. So, uh, uh, but, you know, certainly one that stands out for me would, uh, was um, uh, 2005 where we, we won the Tri-Nations um, Played uh, Australia at Leeds in the in the final, and we um, had a really good good clinical performance right across the field. I, we we beat Australia 24-0, um, and it was a great occasion. And and right across the park, everyone um, you know did their job. So that was a that's one that that really sticks out for me. I can't believe this, but it's Madge's fifth year as Kiwi coach. Like yeah. that that has just absolutely flown. NRL coaching to short-term rep coaching, very different. What is Madge's best attribute at rep coaching level? Oh, look, he, you know, he really brings the group together. Um, you know, anything he does, he's he's really passionate about, and you can sense that. You know, when he delivers a message, that you know, he's so passionate about um, what he wants to achieve, um, making sure that you know. Uh, everyone's on their job. There's real clarity around what what's needed. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, he's got a real tight bond with the players. So um, that's what I what I see. And um, you know, he's uh, he's certainly built this Kiwis uh, playing group, this playing team. You know, building them up to um, getting better better every year that he's uh, been involved. I heard Big Nelson say during the week, um, uh, Stacey, that he addressed the team about the New South Wales. Blues coaching role, or not not specifically, but he, he did address the team at the start of camp, and and whatever he does, it seems the team is right behind Madge. Is that right? Yeah. Look, the first thing Madge did was address it, you know, and and good on him for doing that, you know, because you know there's certainly been a lot of speculation about around what's going and going on, and and he had to address it, and you know that's um, that's the type of person he is that he wants to you know get on top of things and know that. Um, Right now, his focus is on the specific um, um, campaign that, that's going on right now, and his focus is certainly um, uh, on Samoa this week. Now, you look at the side on paper, Stacey, and we know that doesn't mean everything when you look at a team on paper because it can look great, then all of a sudden it can turn to absolute crap very, very early. But when you look at this team on paper, especially the front row of the two Penrith front rows and Leota and James Fisher-Harris, I've got to say it's, it's one of the strongest Kiwi sides we've seen in a while. Yeah, that forward pack is, is pretty uh, pretty formidable with you know the form that they are in this year, and especially those two that you mentioned, and Joey Tuppany, and mm. you throw in Britton Nakora, um, Isaiah Papali'i, and then a couple of young 
young boppers on the bench and missing um, uh, Griffin Neen and um, Leo Thompson. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very exciting forward pack going on, going to the future, you know, like um, the last sort of, you know, 10 years you've had, you know, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, um, Jared Wadia Hargraves and, and the lot, uh, the like. So, um, you know, this forward pack now is, you know, a forward pack that you know, could be there for quite some time. Yeah, now you mentioned... Leo Thompson there, four debutants, uh, Matty Timoko, uh, Fumanu Brown, Griffin Neem, Leo Thompson. Now, you played so many test matches in that famous black jersey. If those four players came to you, Stacey, and said, Stacey, we need some advice about playing our first test match, what's the first thing that comes to mind if you had to give some advice to them? Oh, look, I've just... And, and the advice has already been given to them about, you know, really soak up the environment, you know, what's around them. Um, especially the players that we mentioned earlier, um, you know, James, Fisher Harris, and Moses Leota and Joey Tuppany. Um, they're the guys that you can really get some good good confidence from and, um, you know, just, just really go out there and soak all that up. But uh, some real good pride and passion, you know, like Madge Borden, Tawana Nico and Stephen Kearney and Ruben Wickey um, early in the week to, um, you know, <laughs> uh, tell a couple of stories, and that was enough uh, for those boys to go. Wow, this is so uh, so cool to be in, in this camp and going to be putting on that black and white jersey. You just don't get. You don't want to get no. Ruben Wicky's eye. You don't want to get him eye to eye because you have nightmares after <laughs> it. If he catches your eyes, you, you get to have nightmares. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a, you know, he certainly um, played a tough game, Ruben. Yeah. Hey, before we let you go, uh, Stacey, are you a rep and a, a fan of rep footy and the players are a fan of rep footy at this time of the year? Would you rather see it, you know, during the season, around, you know, around Anzac time, around Anzac Day time? Is is there a preference for when it's played? Oh, look, I think there's a window for, for rep footy to be played, especially around Origin and for what, you know, you know, we don't have origin for New Zealand, but we have our black and white jersey. And now you see the passion that Tonga have and, and Samoa have. So, you know, there's a window for a game game there. And, you know, it's a long NRL season. And, and what these players put their body through is, is really tough. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard thinking that you're coming into a camp to have another campaign. But once you get in here, the environment is that unreal that you just go, OK, this is so cool. So... Uh, I am a fan of, of Brett Footy and, you know, if there is a window to play something during the year, which, you know, the NRL clubs probably wouldn't like, but you know, they have state of origin. It would be nice to have some sort of window for the Kiwis to certainly play. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, mate, listen, good luck uh, Saturday night as you take on Samoa. And then next weekend, you've got the, uh, you've got the Kangaroos uh, in Melbourne. And what a massive weekend for football. Uh, in New Zealand this weekend. You've got the All Blacks and also uh, the Kiwis yeah. running around. It's a massive weekend. Stace, we know you're busy. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. Hey, boys, no worries. Thank you very much. Thanks, Stace. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. God, I love this song. Hey, just on those one-hit wonders last night, they, they kept coming in. And even even at the start of the show, Sporty Gav said, one-hit wonders, 
Tom Cochran's Life is a Highway. Yeah, what a good Never song. Never realised that was a one-hit wonder. It got flogged to death on radio, though. Yeah, didn't it? Jason Martin, former North Sydney Bear, sang a song as well. Get us to the top or something like that. And he used all the North Bears players as Mario Fennick was in it, and David Fairley and Chris Caruana. David Fairley. Daisy. He was far from being a Daisy. Oh, he was a nightmare to play against, Daisy. Massive hands like T-bone steaks. If you went head first, you'll start. Huge head. Um, massive body. I don't think he likes us saying that, by the way. But everything on him was massive. And he just, it was so hard to tackle. What? It was, <laughs> we are about to do what? And so that's you being childish again. That was you being childish, like last night with the one-hit wonders. All right, let's and move Dexy, on. what are they called? Dexy's, Dexy's midnight, midnight Runners. Yeah. Um, who wants to score themselves some tickets for you and three mates to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill Gardens Saturday, 4th of November? Tickets, if you want to buy them, mm-hmm. at races.com.au. But if you're smart, if you're smart. Why would you buy them when you, you can get them free? That's not what the advertiser wants. That's but, not what New South Wales wants you to, racing wants you to say. PVL. We're going to give you... Oh, it's him as well, isn't it? What do you prefer, racing or rugby league? Rugby league. Okay. Okay, yep. Check it out. Mm. Uh, give us a call now. What's our phone number? one three hundred. Yep. Zero one. Yep. 1170. That's the number. Call us now for you to win tickets. First caller through, you and three mates will be off to the Golden Eagle, Rose Hill Gardens, Saturday the 4th of November. Tickets at theraces.com.au. Time to do... What? Have they got to answer a question? No. Really? No. Okay. No, it's that easy. Can I ask a question to our caller? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got to... pref- Preferable, you'll be living in Sydney as well or in New preferably. South... Preferably. Yeah. You'll be living in New South Wales. Yep. Because we're not flying you there if you say from Brisbane or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. Melbourne. Or Melbourne. Jason or... in Maroolbuck and yeah. Victoria. So we'll wait for or that Mick person. Mick in Margaret River. Can't fly you. Sorry. If you're willing to drive, go for your life. Ring up. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. 1170 Phones are going nuts. Radio. Uh, while we're waiting to get our winner on the line, uh, what? You've got one for us? Yeah, I have got one for us. Um, my what is – now, I don't know whether – yeah, we do know this because I sent it in our WhatsApp group. Have a listen to this audio, this lady who was interviewed about what we should be doing with our babies when changing their nappies. Parents must ask permission before changing their child's nappy. Deanne Carson believes consent must be given by the child before their dirty nappy is removed. Here she is on the ABC suggesting how to go about it. I'm going to change your nappy now. Is that okay? Of course the baby's not going to respond. Yes, Mum, that's awesome. I'd love to have my nappy changed. But if you leave a space and wait for body language and wait to make eye contact, then you're letting that child know oh. that their response matters. You know, if if, if I sat Her there and husband. said to my son while the nappy is open, what, it's today? a dirty nappy, <laughs> and I said, Jack, yep. do you want me to change your nappy? And that pause, you know that pause? Very yeah. dangerous because there's usually always follow through. Yeah. So you don't have time to ask consent. Honestly... Is she on the Susie Wong's, that woman? I, I, that's ridiculous. That's not only a what. That's twos marching into the bedroom come and saying. On, that's ridiculous. Exactly. Listen. Thank you, Jeff. You know what's even more ridiculous? What? It's on that wonderful broadcast of the ABC. Mm. What journalist would go out and do a story 
about a lady who asks a baby if it can change its nappy. There's some really ridiculous content managers out there. What do you mean? In the media? Well, the ABC content manager would have sent the, the reporter. No, the there would have been the... It's a little bit like the ridiculous stuff you make us do. That's what content managers do. Right, we are the big cheeses. Craig from Alexandra Hills in Brisbane. Hello, mates. G'day. How are you, boys? I'm good. What's the matter, Sats? Alexandra Hills. Yeah. So if you are successful, fly down, drive down, tell us your mode of transport. Uh, no, that'd actually be for my sister who lives in Sydney. Oh, nice. Friendship with a brother. What a good brother. Yeah. That's outstanding. My, my son wouldn't do that for his sister. Have you got kids, Craig? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. All right. Did your parents ask your permission to change your nappy? <laughs> <laughs> no, God, I, don't, I don't remember that. No, but... I don't either. Hey, mates, uh, yeah. what, what's your sister's name? Uh, Tanya. Tanya. Well, what well on Tanya. She got three mates? Oh, I'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope she has as well because she's, she's off to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill Gardens Saturday, 4th of November. Tickets at theraces.com.au. He's got to answer a question. Oh, does he? Yeah. you got to name two pubs in Alexandra Hills. Craig? Uh, well, there's only, there's only the Alexandra Hills Hotel, so there's only one, technically. Tick. Yeah, tick. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to give me a Thai yeah, restaurant. Speaking of pubs. Give me a Thai uh, restaurant in Alexandria. That was a great <laughs> question, Sats. Yep. Yeah. It's only Lung Wa, a Chinese restaurant. There's no Thai ones there in Capalabar. Every suburb has right. a Chinese. There you go. What's the What's the classic Chinese dish? I go with Mongolian lamb. Oh, how good is it? I've got to say, I'm a sweet and sour pork man. Yeah, I like them all. Yep. And my wife calls it Magnolia lamb. I go, no... There's a part of the world called Mongolia, mm. and that's where the lamb comes from. So yep. can you show it some respect? Well done, Craig. Your sister's well done, going. Craig. Congratulations. And you, yep. you, went, you, went, you, you went to the Sporting Globe and met Sats and Rat. I'm sorry. I apologise now. Yeah. No, I'm the one that uh, had the, the shirtless photo of, of the rat. Oh, that, yeah. Here's on, one on, at the what? music. Fe- remember this photo of Rat at the music festival, shirt off? Music festival? You mean the golf? No. no, he was at a music festival years ago, just retired. Right. And Craig was the one yeah. that had a photo of him with his shirt off at a music festival, had a had a uh, Breaking Bad hat on. Right. Oh, that. Yeah. He, yes. Craig was the one that was responsible for Thank that. Thank you, Craig. Good well material. done. Well done, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was a good day. Fun, right. fun had by all, mate. Good, mate. Hopefully we'll get to do that. Was this at uh, the State of Origin? State of Origin, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice mm-hmm. stuff. All right, Craig, well done, mate. Stay on hold. And uh, Daddy will get some more details, buddy. Well done. Uh, there you go. Another happy customer. Can I just say something? I've got a text here, by the way. Yeah. Um, the, about the Marsh Cups going down to the Y in Queensland. Looked oh. gone at six for 250. Hang on a sec. And might get out of jail here. That's from Simon from Balgowney. Sa- Simon, can you play the Seinfeld band? No. No, he's not banned. He's banned. Nine for three. Shut up for a second. Okay. Queensland are nine for three twenty-five, chasing Victoria six for three forty-nine. So they need Maxie Bryant still in. Yeah, they need about another twenty odd runs. That's good math. Of two two and a bit overs. Yep. And Maxie Bryant is still in there. And Simon, you are banned. You're banned, Simon. No, he's not. Uh, we've got to go to. Oh, did you have one more quick uh, what for us? Former Broncos Storm halfback. Um, Brody Croft, he's knocked back three offers to return to the NRL to sign a $2 million deal with Leeds. What? 
And that's not, yeah, that is a what. That's a good one, though. It is, but I've got to say, Brody Cross should stay in the Super League. Right, yeah. I just think it's. I think his game suits over there, and the pressure of the NRL. I just think would have got to the kids. So, so you think good decision? You think that's a bigger story than Queensland nearly chasing down this mammoth total in in Mackay, um, Barrier Reef Stadium. Yeah, I do. Twenty-one off uh, sixteen balls. Queensland mm-hmm. need one t- uh, wicket remaining. We'll come back see how this goes. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yes, Powderfinger on Sports Day. By the way, Queensland have lost that Marsh Cup one day. You put the mocker on them as soon as you started focusing on it. And you saw one of the batters for Queensland, actually. He said, oh, that's that Richardson. Oh, I can't believe he's playing for Queensland. I said, which one? You're talking about Kane Richardson, the Kiwi. He goes, no, no, Kai Richardson. I said, do you mean Jai Richardson? I got it was a mix between but Kane and Jai. You're, you're the self-confessed fifth best cricket I'm not journalist well. I'm in not Australia. Well. I'm not well. oh, you mate. don't even know the players, mates. Stop. Yeah. Hey, listen. Some text messages coming through. Um, I was talking about sneak. What, why we look at what's in a tissue before? Mm. Um, and what did someone say about? Uh, and 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 you don't like what is it? Hankies. Hankies they're disgusting. It's disgusting. Well, aren't? Rooster Muzz says, "Worm, I'm with you. Hankies are disgusting." I use the inside of my T-shirt collar. I do too. So when I'm out in public now, I sneeze down the front of my shirt. So you pull the collar up? Yeah, and sneeze down the front. Wow. Okay. It collects a lot my chest here. <laughs> Love the show, boys. Is this Snot's Day or Sports Day? Hey! Tissue man and definitely don't look. Sound is bad enough. Big dog in Kingscliff. I'm sorry about the, the coughing. Kingscliff. I really am. I'm, I'm, every now and then I've got a cough, so I'm sorry about that. Mm. Hey, um, what about Greg from Cameltown? The good show is on now. The Joel Fetch Missile Sock Barney Professor Tony show is over. Brooksy Tourist. Brooksy. How many people are on that show? Brooksy actually sent a text in saying, can you get Woogie to talk about this? It's something that women are drinking. Yeah, women, women, women are drinking this smoothies to fight off coronavirus. Okay, so I don't know whether we can talk about it, but I'll, I'll let you decide because you're the content manager. I'm in charge. Yeah. You're the boss. Hey, by the way, just in that Victoria win by 19 runs, Todd Murphy, three for 45 off 10 overs. Yeah, get him to India. But he played in the Test Series over there. Hi, he guys, knows I, the I see people sneezing in off. their hands and on their arms. Give me a hanky any day. Peter from Maryland's on the Super Radio Network. New Zealand lead Australia 52-51 with two minutes remaining in the Constellation Cup. Third game. Uh, it's all it? happening, yeah. Simon from Balgowney. We'll update you on that when we come back as well. This is Sports Day. I'll look into this drink, Brooksy. I promise Simon, you. Simon, you're banned. Simon's okay. Back in a moment, kids. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. 
This is Sports Day. Oh, I love this song. The oh, Fly. The Fly, isn't The it? Fly yeah. by you too, yeah. Is, done... it, is this the film clip where he wore the big fly-like yeah. sunglasses? Yeah, okay. he did. This is when they went a little bit too new age, I thought. I think the album, yeah, they did. They, this is, I reckon, this is where they didn't F- have the, Fonzie jumped the shark. Yeah, they didn't have the the raw acoustics like they had when they first came into mainstream. So this, what's the name of? The, oh, you know, I think it's Zuropa. Yeah, you know the name of the, the name of the, guitarist, lead guitarist. Yeah, Edge. Edge, yeah. They Does anyone actually know his name? Uh, his first name's Steve. <laughs> Oh, they called him Edge. Steve as... from Dubbo would have loved that. You're throwing yeah. it in a Parramatta play. Well I wish I hadn't have done that. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the second big hour of uh, Sports Day. Some of our stations leaving us soon. Uh, SENQ and 1620 on the Gold Coast to be leaving us uh, at 6.30 their time. Mm-hmm. For the basketball tonight, the NBL is the Adelaide 36ers host the Phoenix. The rest of you, of course, will be staying with us. Yeah, nice. Now, Rooster Muzz sent in uh, some, some photos to... Uh, to Daddy Bass. What of? He wanted me to have a look at. It's just around Dad, 1968. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's good. And um, I did have a look at those, the Rooster Muzz. Thank you very much. Um, but what I did learn from that when I was looking over the photos and I started doing a little bit more research and my favourite player of all time is Bobby McCarthy. Yep. And in 1968, South Sydney won the premiership against Manly. They also won the second grade premiership. And I saw that Bobby McCarthy was in the second grade side. Wow. The reserve grade grand final, along with Paul Sait. There was all these great players in the reserve grade side. And then I also learned that in 1968, I only just learned this right now, my father was voted Catholic Sportsman of the Year. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Catholic yeah. Sportsman of the Year. Yep. He would have cherished that. He would have because he was a very church-faring he man. He was. I didn't even know that there was an award. That's what I was found quite amusing. There you go. Mate, the stuff your old man's achieved. Incredible. Hey, um, we've got to go to the phones here because yep. your mate Glenn's on here. Glenn, uh, welcome to Sports Day. Hey, listen, before you get into your pre-planned conversation with us, yep. which is one way, yeah, uh, right. are you going to apologise for Sats, two Sats, by the way, for yelling him the other night saying that David Peachy played for Manly? Can, do you want to apologise? Yeah, I did. I tried to apologise last night, mate, but you cut me off early again. <laughs> well, perhaps you should start yeah. with that. You've got to start hard. Scott, Scott I apologise, mate. I got it wrong. David Peachy didn't play for Manly, mate. I do <laughs> apologise. He was a Manly boy but didn't actually play for Manly, mate. I do apologise for that. He wasn't a Manly boy. Yeah. Dubbo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he came. He, he was at Manly. He was at Manly when I was there, mate, but he wasn't playing. He's probably so, went anyway, over on a day I'm, trip on the ferry, you goose. I got it what do you wrong. Mean, I apologise. Hey, hey, Justin, you, you know how you cut me off last night. I just wanted to make sure that your uh, your listener and my thousands of uh, followers yep. didn't miss watching episode three of Heat last night. That's oh, great show! Hey, hang on a sec. Uh, great show. Really good show, uh, Glenn. I'm glad you Absolutely. brought it up. If you haven't watched it, it's on free to air. It's called Heat. It's an Australian yeah. drama. It's outstanding. Right. Mm. It is outstanding. Isn't it, All right, Scott? mate. Have a good weekend. No, no, no. Hang on a sec. What? He's got more to add. I've only got, I've only got two other things to say, Off you, mate. Go. Off you go, Glenn. That's what you think. Um, Judge Judy, despite retiring. All right. See you later. Home, when is he going to learn? I don't like Judge Judy's hairstyle. Is she like still it. going around? Is she's there still, that little lady? Judge Judith Scheindler. 
Mm. When's he? Bl- he's still talking. Yeah. When's he going to bloody learn? Like seriously, he's, he's good for the show. You reckon? Rooster Mars loves him. I uh, love our brothers and sisters in Queensland, Sats. Just not during three certain games of rugby league each year. Have a great show, boys. Hopefully Bangladesh can make a game of it tonight versus India and keep me interested, Simo. Yeah, that's an interesting – India, look, they look pretty good, don't they? They look pretty slick at the moment. Yeah, I, I love the story around India when Virat Kohli came in and basically as our colleague Joel Sugarcane likes to call tide risers, the people that come into clubs and teams and – they make people better around them because of their standards and values. And, yeah. And do you know what I'm going with this with Virat Kohli? When he came in and basically he wanted to set some standards, he wanted to put some pride back into Indian cricket, and he set some standards around fitness, around the beat test and certain fitness tests that if you didn't reach certain levels of fitness, you just can't play for India. So mm. it forced all these players that wanted to represent the proud nation. Did you like him as an Australian fan first up? I, I, I couldn't stand him. I loved him. I just no. He grew on me. I just just his excellence from. It's a little bit like Sasha and Tendulkar. Completely different personalities. I get you. Sasha wasn't polarizing. He didn't have a, you know, and we well, had an air of confidence about him. by the way he played, but just the way that he walked and the and the strut that he had, it was completely different to Coley. But but I just I fell in love with just how just how phenomenal they were at their at their craft. I'm trying to find a full-time score, by the way. I am listening to you yep. in the Constellation Cup. I can't find it anywhere. Simo will find one for us. Yeah, Simo. I thought mm-hmm. you banned him. Oh, well, yeah, he's banned. No, he can text. He's just not allowed to. Oh, no, he's not allowed to text. It. He's, the, he's banned. The Kiwis were leading by one. Now, I'm a little bit concerned with from Steve. He says, how does one get to see this photo of Rat at the music festival shirtless? Mm. That's concerning. A little bit creepy. Well, here we go. Steve-o. Here we go. New Zealand won by three points. Oh, really? 56-53. So that's game three of the Constellation. Yeah, so it's still yeah, it's still, um, still a chance. Yep. Yeah, so there's four games, but the goal – Australia got a massive margin on goal, goal different, difference. Different, differential, So they've yeah. only cut into it by three points. Yep. So, yeah. Hey, uh, now Aaron Woods, current NRL player, he's got a podcast called Woodsy's Club Tour. Okay. And it's actually not a it's not a bad chat actually if you like listening to sports podcasts yep. outside of Sports Day of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now there's a really good chat there with Scott Sorensen. Oh, I love this story. I love stories about players in any sport, uh, men's or women's, about where they've really had to battle to get to yeah the end game, whatever that end game looks like. Whether it's playing a hundred games, two hundred games, representing state of origin, country, winning premierships. And this is a great story about Scott Sorensen, about perseverance. So um, shout out to Aaron Woods as well. Well done, Woodsy, on the on the podcast, Woodsy's Club Tour. Why don't we get him? Why don't we get him on over the summer? Good idea. I'm going to add it to our list of people that. Who's on there so far? So we've got Cliff Lyons. Yep. Jack Robinson, the surfer. Yep. Jason Alchin, Premiership winner in 1988 with the Bulldogs. Uh, we've also got um, now we've got Woodsy, Aaron Woods as well. Keep if you at- want us to interview someone over summer, let us know. Yep. Oh four five seven six. What's our number again? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. So Scott Sorensen, uh, it's about an hour and a half chat, and Scott Sorensen. When I, I remember watching him play for Newtown, which is a second grade side of Cronulla at the time, and see him come off the bench for Cronulla, and I always thought this this kid's a good player. He's, he just needs an opportunity. He had really good at just physical attributes. He was quick and he was always willing. 
always did the little things really well. Then all of a sudden, at the end of 2020, it just it just wasn't re-signed by Cronulla. It's a little bit like them letting Luke Metcalf go. It's one of those ones I thought, you know, this, I think this kid's going to be a really good player one day. So during this podcast, he tells a story about at the end of 2020 season, he's got no contract. He's 24 or whatever, he's 24, 25. And I've, I've said to you all the time, if you've got really good physical attributes, you've got a great attitude and you're good around your teammates, everyone's got a, an age where the, where the flick, the switch mm. finally flicks mm-hmm. and everything just makes sense. And yep. So he's 24, 25, hasn't got a contract. He's, going, he's working on a construction site and he's training every day, twice a day sometimes, and eating all the right food just in case he gets a phone call to say, hey, listen, we've got a contract opening. We're going to offer you this. Do you want to come and fill our squad? So he trains every day and he gets a phone call from Penrith. And Penrith have just lost the grand final to Melbourne. And he says, yeah, absolutely. It's the only offer I've got. I'm going to go. So he goes to Penrith and goes there late. But he arrives super fit because he's prepared just in case he gets the phone call. And he goes through the preseason training and then starts playing in 2021 with Penrith. Wins a comp. So he's gone from a construction site yep. to winning a comp. Unbelievable. Then wins a second one in 2022. He's now got three premierships at the age of 28, 29, all just through sheer perseverance and having faith and trust in what he can bring to a side. And I hear that he is one of the greatest teammates of all time. Just gets on well with everyone. Just sets really good standards at training. And so... I just I, I want to tell a story about a you know a, a battler. Yep. Who we are we always love hearing about yeah, we the do. great players. You know? Yeah, we love hearing those stories. Yep. But Scott Sorensen, I take my hat off to you, young man. He Outstanding. Knows, and he knows how to find the try line, doesn't he? He's always at any time try score, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Gamble responsibly, yeah. yeah. But he does, you know, yep. he's he's always thereabouts, isn't he? That's, yeah, you're right. That's good. Yeah. That's so a good it's, story. It's a great message to um any parent out there at the moment that's got that's kids who are 16, 17, 18, 19, or even if you know someone who's 21, 22, 23, yep. playing second-tier rugby league, yep. thinking they're too old and that might not make it, train like you're going to get the phone call tomorrow. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Hey, mate, we're going to go to a break. Uh, I do want to talk to you more about PNG being in the box seat for the 18th licence now that North Sydney have had $11 million uh, on a rug pulled out from underneath them. Wow. Um, and I, I want to get your thoughts on PNG because I think there are probably other areas uh, in Australia that would be better served by having the 18th license uh, in the in, in, in the NRL. We'll get to that real soon. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Satsy and Jace here tonight. Want to get involved? 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call 1300 one. 1170. Now, I just want to talk to you about this um, decision today by the New South Wales government, Sats, to uh, withdraw their $11 million worth of funding. It was a promise made to the North Sydney Bears. Um, I don't know what it was centred around. Whether Didn't it was their a- Premier leading into the NRL Grand Final pick 
the Broncos? Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. There's too many gooses in politics in this country. But anyway, I, I don't want to get into that. But I don't know what the $11 million was for, whether it was redevelopment of grounds and all that. So I'm not sure. But that looks like they've lost that now, um, which means P&G are reportedly in the box seat to gain the 18th NRL licence. Now, their chances have been improved by meetings between Albo and also Peter Volandis. Yep. Um, and it seems, the reports are that Anthony Albanese, who has financially backed the move for P&G. Now, this has got a lot to do with other stuff. It's international relations, you know, between us. That concerns, that's a red flag straight and, away. And yeah. China, right? But, Sats, I want to ask you, is the idea to, to, to play, put, put an 18th licence in P&G the right thing to do for the growth of the game in Australia? Well, firstly, when you're doing expansion, you look at the area that you're expanding to. Is it a rugby league heartland? If it's not, do we want to win it? Well, that ticks that box. It's the number one sport. It's a religion up in Papua New Guinea. And we see the scenes all the time from players and teams when they when they visit there. Even their PNG hunters as part of the Queensland Cup, the Host Plus Cup. I mean, when they won the comp a few years ago, it's, you know, the, the whole country went crazy. You know, the, the welcome home, their the home games, the attendance records at home games. We had you know, guys that are working Monday to Friday as sparkies and plumbers yeah. who were then going and playing for South Magpies or Sunshine Coast Falcons and going to Port Moresby and playing the PNG Hunters in front of a, a, a sellout stadium. And they've got a beautiful stadium up there as well the National Stadium, which was built for the uh, Pacific Games years ago. So, yeah, you tick that box because it is a rugby league heartland and will it expand the game up there? I, well, probably wouldn't expand it from a a supporter base because it's already yeah. we already win that battle, rugby league. Will it expand it from a participation? It, it will. Probably at a, at the allow them to be coached at a higher level as well, more of an elite level on a more continuous basis. Uh, probably give a lot more um, development development and pathway opportunities. So it ticks all those boxes of about why you'd go to PNG as well. But, you know, the, you know, Michelle Bishop, one of our colleagues, who's very bullish about this this morning on uh, Brandy and Vossi, and she's she's pretty much said, I'm, I'm happy to put my name to it. Look, I think this is definitely going to be announced you know, anytime soon. But from reports to be maybe based in Cairns, I think, I think some you're taking away from the back the backyard of the Cowboys. I would think the Cowboys would have a fair bit to say about that mm. to the NRL. Well, we know that people travel from Cairns to Townsville, yeah, to watch the games. That's why they play a lot of games on a Saturday. Yeah, four hour drive, and that will and that could also affect the economy in Townsville. So I think the Cowboys have a lot to say. Knowing going through an expansion process, I know that for the Western Corridor of Brisbane when the Dolphins got the licence, the 17th licence, which has worked out beautifully. But the Western Corridor, I know that part of that process was, well, the Brisbane Broncos, that's a lot of Brisbane Broncos heartland, so we don't want to be stealing from that. So does that argument still remain when putting a team that potentially will be based in Cairns? And again, we don't know whether that's the specifics. Is it, would PNG be my number one choice? Well, if it's politically, if it's a political decision... It shouldn't uh, be happening for those reasons. Exactly. First and foremost, it shouldn't be happening for political reasons. 
those discussions sh- discussions shouldn't have been had and shouldn't be a priority. My st- still, I think my priority for expansion should be Perth, mm-hmm. purely from a schedule and a viewing a viewership perspective, and a negotiation tool as well for the NRL when it comes to the TV rights, the broadcasting rights, and then after that, I still th- I still think it's it's Ipswich leading up into Toowoomba. So I, th- that would be my two priorities before PNG. Oh, I, I still think... I agree with you on that, but I, I'd switch the order around. Mm. I, I, I cannot believe... I cannot believe... And is this a New South Wales versus Queensland thing? The NRL head office in Sydney don't know what's going on in Brisbane because I can tell you right now, the AFL is going to take over the west of Brisbane. The lines are there already. They've got their they've, they've got their training facilities there. The women play out of there. Uh, they're great facilities, and they are in the heart of the West. And what's going to st- if we do not protect? And when I say we, rugby league, as a fan of the game, if we don't start protecting that Western Corridor in Brisbane, you're going to slowly start seeing rugby league goalposts go down in parks, ripped out in schools, and start seeing AFL. Sticks go up in schools and parks. Well, it's already happened. It's already happened in, in it that, started. that Western Corridor. It started even and, on the Northern Gold Coast. And as we know, Jace, I suppose when they look at expansion, it, it is also more so about how can we get more eyes on the TV sets as well. It's a huge part of it. So, But you're not going into PNG if you're not living there. It's going to be hard to recruit players if they're going to base it in, in Moresby, it'd be very difficult to... Well, then what's the point? What is Very quickly, we've got to go because the uh, the basketball's coming up for a couple of our stations. It, w- would you just play NRL games in, in, in Moresby? Yeah, you, you would be you, know, you would be based in somewhere like Acans, for argument's sake. If a game's on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, you'd go up on a Thursday. You'd do your last captain's run on a Friday. Play on the Saturday, you'd be out of there Sunday. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Do you support Sats uh, on his view in this? I know, oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a wonderful story if it happened, but I still think there's some areas of Australia that need a team first. I think that's where it sits there. And first and foremost, hopefully it's not a political decision. Yep, righty up. Uh, we've got to go to a break. Uh, SCNQ listeners in Brisbane and 1620 on the Goldie. You're going to the NBL. Great game. Uh, coming up between the 36ers and I've forgotten who they're playing. I'm in Phoenix. Phoenix, that's it. Uh, Rest of us, we'll be back with some fun and frivolity. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, we're back. Hello to our listeners who didn't go to the basketball, which is most of you. So great to have you on board at the moment. (laughs) Uh, of course, uh, in the NBL tonight, you've got the Adelaide 36ers against uh, the Phoenix happening right now. Hey, listen, before we get into some more stuff, and we've got a ton of text, I've just got to get to the leg-ups. Blake Johnston, he's got his best play 
Uh, here it is, Blakey. G'day, fellas. One play tomorrow in the nation's capital. We're going to Canberra. Race 7, number 5, Cliff House is our best play of the day. I really liked the way he warmed up late first up from a spell over an unsuitable trip. He clocked the third best last 400 metres of the meeting. He gets up in trip now. He drops in grey, but he goes up in weight. Denny Beasley sticks from a good draw, and I reckon he's going to be hard to hold out. Good luck if you follow, fellas. Yeah, thank you, Blake. Uh, well done there, mate. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fastest-growing tipping service, thelegup.com.au. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We have got a ton of text messages coming through, Satsy. Yeah, just on the uh, the little chat we had about Scott Sorensen. Yep. Uh, G-String says, definitely get Sorrow on for a chat. I believe he is taking unders for the belief Penrith showed him in, in him originally. And that's that's correct as well. I heard on the podcast with Aaron Woods, uh, he says that his manager called him because he's coming off contract at the end of this year, and his manager called him and said, "I've got all these clubs interested, and they're act, they're they're possibly going to offer good money. Uh, what do you think?" He said, "Don't want to hear them. Don't want to entertain them. Just go back and do something with Penrith. I don't care what it is. Yeah, that's that's wow. a guy you want in your club." Yeah, that's so why he wants to go back to Penrith. No, he wants to stay at Penrith. I mean, he could have gone right, to a right, lot of clubs. Yes, yes, yes. Because one, he's coming from Penrith. Yeah. Third premiership, and two, he's yeah. he's a good footballer. But he just said, I don't want to hear about the other. How clubs. good's that? Yep. Does that cheapen his price though? Yeah, probably it does. It does, but it, it shows that he's a guy that is not playing the game. He's going to be financially stable, anyway. Yep. Not post rugby league. I'm just talking about now. You know, he's he's you know whether it's you know, whether it's 400, 500, 600, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to show faith in the club. So he's basically playing the game. He'd be a part of Ivan's plans, wouldn't he, long term? If he keeps playing like this, well, he would. would like be. to think so, yeah. yeah. Mm. Right out on expansion, um, the Z-Man says the next team has to be WA. I've been there many times. It all It's all AFL sticks. Well, it is. It's a traditional AFL area. Uh, the viewing time zone would be fantastic. And there is a lot of... Um, They've got a high uh, population of South Africans over there too. Love they do, their, yeah, Love their absolutely. rugby and rugby league. Remember when so. South Africa used to play tests yeah, over there? Yeah, they used to all the time. Western Force used to have a lot of corporate support, which were South African-based yep. as well. So expansion. I'm not, I'm, it, yeah, I'm not yeah. against Perth, but I, I, I'm telling you, the NRL is making a massive mistake ignoring Western Brisbane. I'm not saying that. Well, think about You said sure it off here. air. You said it off air. Think about taking Penrith and Parramatta out of the Western Corridor. Yeah. that's It's exactly the same map. Exactly the so, same. Good evening, gents. I can't agree with the inclusion of PNG. This is from Pinnacle. I wish our PM would concentrate on fixing the country and economy and non-popular decisions. Perth is a no-brainer. I can see there being difficulties in attracting players to that area. Yeah, there would be. Pinnacle. Uh, a lot easier if, you, if they're going to base it out of Cairns, but... Again, there's an argument for the Cowboys to say stay out of our backyard. My biggest concern about this decision, if it is political, is if the current government throws a bucket of cash at it to keep it afloat, is this Prime Minister going to be a one-term Prime Minister? I probably think he may be. But, but not... even if we do change, it doesn't matter if he's a two-term Prime Minister. But if it does change at any stage... What, what would be the first thing you'd look at and go, well, why The new government we... may say... What are we throwing this money into here for yeah. when we could be spending it over here, which creates uh, better uh, housing conditions, um, whatever it may be, more jobs, for, whatever it may be. I don't want to get too political. But, um, but 
But yeah, if, if a change of government comes in and all of a sudden that money's pulled. Well, it's not guaranteed. Well, like Daniel says, he says, you know, a team in PNG is going to be hard commercially. You know, outside of government money, commercially. Now, you will find a, a few multinational companies that would like to m- possibly expand their business into mm. into Papua New Guinea. Yeah, I think DigiCell's one of the big ones there. Yeah, yeah, so there would be some multinational companies, but the big concern is you can't put all your eggs in but one basket. Here's when it the comes other thing. Finance. Would you travel there to watch, let's say, Souths are playing in PNG? Mm. I wouldn't travel there to go and watch them. It's yeah. just too hard to get to and get home and. Well, I mean, like, sh- you probably sh- wouldn't get a ticket because. Well, that's right. They wouldn't. Yeah, they'd take <laughs> them all. Yeah, that's right. The locals they have them. They'd all, love but, it. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I, you're right, Sats. If we ever change a government, what happens then? Well, Mick from Margaret River, I'm more concerned about if, yeah, if, if WA get a team, it means we can take weekend trips over, go and see Mick in Margaret River, Barbie in a pint, go to the footy, mm. make a weekend of it. That's that's an upside to a team in Perth. I know Margaret Rivers are not right next to Perth, but still, yeah, we I'm, can not make against, a week, I'm not we against. I'm not against. We can make Perth. a weekend of it. And according to do a show out of the public bar, <laughs> we'd never leave. Let's be honest. I wonder what they call it over there. So we call it a palmy. So they call it a palmer in New South Wales, a palmy in Queensland. No, I think it's a palmy in New South Wales. It's a palmer in Victoria. It's a palmy in Queensland. Yeah, I think it's a palmy in New South. I've always called it a palmy. Mm. I, I reckon it's WA. It's just dead chook, I reckon, with a bit of bread. <laughs> that's what it's called in WA. Breadcrumbs. I don't know. What's happened to, to Mick? What's happened to him? I don't know. Why? Well, he hasn't texted us for a long time. He did last night. Oh, did he? You just don't take any of those for the uh, fans. The fans. Lots of bunny fans in WA. There's lots of bunny fans everywhere because... We're the best club. Well, <laughs> so many generations have moved out of Sydney and gone and retired in different areas. Central Coast has got a huge South Sydney following as well. Mate, we're everywhere. Just admit it. Yep. Uh, next team has to be WA. I've been there many times. Yep. Yeah, but the, if it's not a traditional rugby league. Shouldn't we look after the traditional areas of rugby league first? That's not what it's about. It's well, about expanding the game. and But one, one, trying to make it truly national, if that's important, which I don't think it's important, but making it truly national but also how can you feed in to another another group of eyes and fans and trying to win over potential fans to get them to watch watch a game, which obviously means more money from broadcasting but could revenue. It, but could – is there – and I'm just throwing this out there because I don't know, right? Yep. But could – GWS hasn't been successful in, in Western Sydney yet, right? Because you know why? That's a rugby league heartland. Yes. Okay. And who knows? And, and again, the AFL play the long game. It could be really successful in 20 years. And I, I still have the feeling, I'm not just saying this as a Swan supporter, but I feel that the Swans are the Sydney team, right? They've been there for a long time, you know, so 40 years. If we put a rugby league team in Perth, which is dominated by the Dockers and the West Coast Eagles, and at the moment they're not going too great, mm. But if we put a team in there, are we going to be like the GWS of the West? It's a good point. I've, I've always been part of that argument as well. Leave, leave AFL regions to win that battle. Just let them have their own space. Now, I know we've got the Storm in Melbourne and they've been so successful, but they are still... That's because they've been successful yeah, but they from are, day one. But they are still... Their players, a lot of their players could walk down the main street of Punt Road and 
and not really be recognised, which... Good shopping there. Which is what... Good coffee shops too, which a lot of the players love. It's a reason why they go to Melbourne. But, yeah. Um, I've always been of the belief, let them own the space. Don't try and take someone on something that that they've had a footprint in for many, many years and, and tasted success as well. So And reverse engineer it, right? A, a licence to a rugby league club is worth hundreds of millions, right? Mm. And they don't get handed out that often. Mm. Where would the AFL not want you to go? Think about that. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Reverse engineer it. If, if the AFL see the NRL putting a licence in PNG, they'll go, oh, how good's that? Go for your life. Go knock yourself out. Mm. Knock yourself. Where would they not want you to put a licence? Maybe it's Perth. Maybe yeah. it is. Maybe, maybe it's the from, Western Corridor. From a commercial point of view, I think AFL teams, the AFL wouldn't want a team in Perth. Purely commercial. Yeah. From a fans and engagement and winning over the six, seven, eight, nine-year-old boys and girls, it would be Western Brisbane. Hmm. So everything, everything looks wrong about PNG. And this is not a not, – we're not having a crack at PNG. Not at all. We love the, the rugby league players that come out of there. I think we continue just, as you said off air, continue taking NRL games there, um, test matches there to play against the Kummels. Uh, NRL games, if you need to, we can really share the love to PNG in other mm. ways. Keep your text coming through 0457 736 736. Lots. Hey, we're talking about stupid things people say or people like sports people said because remember, oh, mate, your mate Warner said this after getting out LBW. Obviously, players get dropped for poor performances. <laughs> there has to be some accountability. At the end of the day, if you get a decision wrong, just accept it and apologise. Players aren't going to bite your head off. The umpires aren't going to bite your head off if you ask them the question. They're generally pretty honest. You see it in the NRL with the bunkers. Sometimes they get absolute stinkers. You know, some umpires don't apply the next game. What I'd like to see, players' stats go up on the board as you walk out to bat. When they announce the umpires and they come up on screen, I'd love to see their stats come up on the up board as well. The NRL shows those stats. I think the NFL shows those stats. I think it's a, it's a great um, thing for the spectators to see that as well. Right. There's so much you just want to break down on that. Let's right? just unpack it. What? The NRL do not put up the stats of the referees. Mm. Like I've, I've not seen... I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you're, if I'm right, yeah. you're at stadiums all the time, Sats, yep. calling games. Never sent a stat. C- Casey Badger put her flag up eight times mm. on, on the touchline last game. Does that go up? No. No, and uh, they never put up on the on the big screen as well that Ashley Klein gives away an average of 13 <laughs> penalties a game. Or Adam G hasn't put, hasn't, uh, has kept the ball in play and hasn't pulled a penalty for an average of 13 minutes at the start of every game. Yeah. We just don't see it. No. And in the NFL, what, what what's happened? No, he said, I think. So he wasn't sure. Well, you're wrong about that. <laughs> and listen, it's – David, just cop the, 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 the umpire's decision and, mm. and walk off. It's a little, a little bit like Shaquille O'Neal when he said, I've won at every level except college and pro. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, Daddy was telling me this off the uh, off the air today. He goes, "Is was it Shaquille or someone like a bass an, an NBA player has got some? It may have been Shaquille. Yeah, Shaq, he, do, he dominates him. Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley, who are on the 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 most watched NBA show, 
They're great mates, but they come up with some absolute corkers. Shaquille O'Neal is convinced the earth the earth is flat. It's not. It's not. Is it not? <laughs> He's just convinced the earth is flat. It's not. So how does the sun set and come up? Well, Why I played, is it dark on I played with a teammate that thought that every country had its own sun and moon. Its own? Its own sun and moon. We so don't? It went up on the eastern side and goes down over Western Australia. But why is it cold here mm. and then it's hot elsewhere? That's the same sun. I don't know. Mm. Eddie Jones, sats, you're kidding. It's simple. Get rid of Eddie Jones. That's from Nick Kay. Well, it might end up being the case after the review. Nick Kyrgios? Well, I'm on with you. Hankies are disgusting. Yeah. Dis- disgusting. He's, he's done it the right day. I use the inside of my... Oh, we've covered that one off, haven't we? Now, Crime Scene says, for dumbest sporting quotes, George Gregan's four more years. Four more years to the All Blacks. We went on to lose the final, and it will be 24 oh, more years since yeah. 2003. We have the 2027 World Cup here. Crime Scene, you're exactly right. How exciting is that? Do you think Eddie Jones wants to be sacked? Is well, that another angle? Mate, mate. I want to be sacked. There are some beliefs around that. I'm here for the long haul, and the only way they're going to have to get rid of me is they're going to have to sack me, and they're going to have to do that through the review. So if you stick solid and say, you know what, I'm I'm here for Aussie rugby, it, it's not him falling on his own sword. It's someone else making the decision, which then becomes a financial one. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you know what? In Eddie, I have faith. All right. Shut up. So does Ratney. Uh, Ken from Mermaid. Did we read this out earlier? Greg Norman once said, I owe a lot to my parents, especially my mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve also says, another great week. And thank you for your kind words. He says, on a serious note, I don't think you guys are aware of the positive impact you guys have. It's the best show that's ever been on radio. Is that, a, is that nah. more than Howard Stone? Stone. Stern. <laughs> what about Stone. what about your friends? It's Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> We're not as good as Kyle and Jackie O, let's be honest. <laughs> he donated twenty grand of his own money. Who? Steve from Dubbo? No, oh. um Kyle the other day. He gets a bad rap, Kyle Sandalands. I actually really like him. I mean I don't listen to the radio show, but I see it. So pop you love up. him. No, that... everything I see pop up on Instagram, yep. I can't not agree with the bloke. Mm. I actually like him. We could all just be boring and go, hey, here's another song on WNBC. <laughs> I love the fact he has a crack. What's your best What's your best sort of, if you're going to, the, like when you're on air yeah. doing music. Playing the platters that matter, yeah. Give us give us one of your outs, like as in I'll do it going in a to a break. I'll do it in a moment. Do a music break. Oh, we are going to a do break. Do a music a break. Yeah. Hey, Billy Boy wants to know why I'm called Woogie. Decide your size because I think Woogie was a suck. You definitely don't. You kick ass. Oh, that's nice, mate. So hang on. So I'm fat, but but no, all right. Badge gave you the nickname Woogie. Which is just, it's, it's mate, it's... Well, it's from Greg Woganowski, who's off something about but Mary. But I don't look anything like Woganowski. No, Wolganowski. there's one day that you came in, you had all these hives over your I head. I did not. And that's what he said, you, he called you Woogie. You are full of it. Well, that I was true. I did not. Mm. And who's here? Me? Where's Badge? <laughs> don't ever give me a nickname. See what happens? No, just kidding. All right, going to go to a break. Do you want me to do a, like a... Um... What about, uh, really quickly, yeah. Daniel from Prairiewood says, Laurie Daly and Mamaninga in the midst of Super League, Daly said, I'll never play for the ARL again, only for the ARL to win a court injunction. Oh, that's <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Love you, Loz. That's, yeah, that's not a good one, is Love it? Love you, Loz time. Right, yeah. I, well, I'm just going to load something in here, and this is what I would have done. Okay. On the gotcha. wireless, okay. So coming to the end of a song, is this no, it? No, we're coming. Yeah, we're going into a new song. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Final mile today. 
number 27 in the city that never sleeps. Primal Scream on WNBC. Thank you. Thank you very much. Here oh, to Friday. Try the fish. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Oh, it's the last segment for the week. Can't believe it. Where's the night going? Seriously, it has been nuts. Oh, Daddy's back tonight too. Daddy Vass is back. He's uh, had his car. Well, it hasn't been serviced. For those who joined us last night, we did explain Daddy wasn't working because he had to get his car serviced. (laughs) But he got an hour away. An hour away. Yeah. How'd that go, Daddy? All right. Yes, he got his car back. (laughs) Come in here, please, mate. It was an hour to drive. How long did it take you to walk back? Can you please come in, mate? We want to talk to you. That's the last laugh. So he's taken his car. He's driven an hour to get his car serviced, and he goes, oh, I haven't got it back yet. Hey, boys. <laughs> Mate, we Don't know you're here. It's a, it's a specialist. Cool. It's, no, it's a specialist mechanic for Is my it? van. Yeah. Well, for your creepy van. Is yeah. it called Creep? <laughs> Creeps Mechanic Anonymous? <laughs> Creep, yeah. Creep no, it's, out of, it's out of dip switch. Mm. Right, right. So the plan was to drive out there. Yeah. Usually, to, you don't tell the listeners where actually where we're doing the show from. Yeah. No, mate. How we're many like times have I drove, like a, I drove up from a no, I drove up from anonymous. We talk about we're on the Gold Coast location. all the time. Yes. <laughs> and um, the plan was drop it yeah. off, go into town. Yep. Uh, you know, have a look around, mm. and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. No. Seriously. No, there's some good gear Mate, in this. No, what, there's no what? good gear at the moment. No. Honest. Can you come around, don't and, get, off. Can you come around and tell me the story tonight when I'm trying to get to sleep? <laughs> can you just get to the bloody anyway, good I, bit? I walked downtown mm-hmm. and I walked past the first ever nightclub I played at. Oh, where's the good bit? Is that it? And guess who? As a DJ. As yeah, Daddy as a, as, DJ. Yeah, and guess who, DJ, guess who was on the list that night and, and there? Who? The, the Scotty T from Geordie Shaw. Oh, who? What? What? What, what, what are you talking about? Go away. Uh, no, you, and I was, you, actually, 127 says, hey, Sats and the and the flog, has the icon been on yet? Yes. I'm on now. Yeah. This is, <laughs> Listen. <laughs> all right. Time's you beat up. Me to it. Well, so, when, do you get, when, do you, when do you get your car back? I'll go pick it up tomorrow after, the, uh, okay. after I do. Will you go back to that nightclub and visit? Revisit? I went in there. You went in? I spoke to the lady. Did they, remember, did they go, whoa. Daddy yeah, Vass is back. Hang on. DJ Daddy Vass. Do you want to, <laughs> he's in the house. Do you want another T-bone? No. <laughs> what? What? They shouted me lunch and dinner. Yesterday? How long yeah. did you take your car for? No, so I, was meant to pick it up. I, was, I was meant to pick <laughs> it up in the afternoon. He said, mate, right. come back. We need it for a few more Do you more know what days. my son said to me today? Yeah. Jesus. Honestly, I want to, <laughs> he should go and get therapy after this, after this comment. He said, I reckon Daddy Vass is funny. What? What? Are, what? Are you serious? That's good gear. Jack. Thanks, thanks, Jack. Mm. Jack's never had a girlfriend, though. Just, am I allowed to say that? You know he listens to the show, don't you? What? I owe him. <laughs> I'm going to take Jack out for a beer. Oh, that'll be exciting. Mm. Maybe you could tell him some stories. About when you got your car <laughs> fixed to the mechanic. Do you want to tell him about that, that box story that you told me about the other night? 
What? What's the worst story? The one he's just given us or Rat's cat story? Oh, the cat story every day of the week. <laughs> that was horrendous. That was a horrible story. You know, there's a few of us. We go on meetings a lot mm. during the week and we sit there and we text each other and go, right, rate our meetings from worst to best. <laughs> Who's Frank? What? There's a text there. All right. Look, look. What's it say? Is your dog texting nowadays? Yeah. He's got no opposable thumbs. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Bangladesh won the toss, have elected to bat off to a ripper start against India in the ODI World Cup after five overs, none for ten. <laughs> Good run rate. Space but, Cadet says uh, Warner sounds like he's a dead man walking, trying that final time to blame everyone for 12 months until he gets another ton and he's back in form. Yeah, well, Scotty from Forestville says, lads, I'm driving back from the south. Dave Warner was taking the mickey. He can't actually believe what he was saying. Nobody's that silly. Mm. Mm. 393 says, oh, this is Toronto. Rod, sorry, Rod. What about the Adelaide Rams? They had crowds to their games when the Adelaide Rams were in. I remember playing at the Adelaide Cricket Ground against the Rams in 98, Mm. and we walked in, and I've told the story before. But for those who haven't heard it, there was a, a guy on a tote. And as we were walking past with our game bags to go into the dressing sheds, we went, what's this, mate? He goes, oh, you can bet on the game. How long has this been going for? <laughs> All season. Oh, give me some of that, which obviously you're allowed to mm. back then. And if, I, mm-hmm. if we weren't, I don't know. Just if keep we going, weren't, mate. I'm not going to tell any more of the story. Let's fast forward four hours. We had a great night that night. <laughs> Did you go to that? You haven't been to that nightclub in Adelaide I told you to go to. No. One just plays 80s music. Yeah, no, no. I'd, I'd walk past it at the origin. That was Mate, a ripper awesome. of a story. You walk into the event. bathroom said, yeah, thank you. But what was it about? <laughs> <laughs> you cut Steve. me off. Yeah, we had to, mate, because we've only got like a minute left. Yeah. So good to have you Did back. Did you take the mickey out of me because I wasn't here last night? No, we said you drove an hour to get your car serviced. Yeah. Because you had a coupon. <laughs> hour and a half. Sam's good, isn't he? Well, He's happy. He's not as good as You're, Daddy Bass. Oh, no, true, but Daddy's a bit crank, crank, cranky. Well, I'm, I'm hitting this On button. Sports Day, <laughs> it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Australia have a 70, 75% win record at Eden Park. There you go, the rugby league side. Now, a lion walks into the bar and says to the bartender, Hey, mate, a lion. You're a lion. Have you got any jobs? Bartender says, No, mate, sorry, but... You're a lion. Why don't you, why don't you try the circus? The lion says, "What does a circus do to bartender?" <laughs> I just. <laughs> no, it's average. No, it's very average. All right, enjoy uh, your three days off. Sats. That was worse than my story. All right, can you? I'm doing the finishing here. Uh, we'll be back Monday night. Oh, yeah. Catch you then. See you, bye. Goodbye.